welcome to just another show. Thanks for tuning in. Um, your hosts for tonight are myself, Jade. We got George, Carrick, and Chat here tonight. What's up? How's the world treating y'all today? Uh, it was cool. It was cool. Uh, it should be noted um, for clear transparency that George is being a complete Negro right now. As usual. As usual. Um, no. No, no uh, shocker there. <laughs> he's getting... And because we called him out on being a Negro, he's going to be even more of a Negro. Mm-hmm. But he's taking his time now. His sweet, precious time. Fries don't cook themselves, nigga. <laughs> Yo, Neil. Did he say fries? Yeah, he's having fries in a burger. This is great. This is great for the podcast. This just show this is this brings characteristic to the podcast because this just shows who's the fat one on the <laughs> on the right. podcast. Food <laughs> first. Who's the hungry ass nigga all the time on the podcast? Like uh, every time. So uh I'll I'll go ahead and uh I guess start with our um segment that we're having for the rest of this month in regards to um, significant black figures uh, for Black History Month. And I chose uh, another bro- brother of my fraternity, Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, Brother Charles Ogletree Jr. Uh, he is the founder of the Charles Hamilton uh, Houston Institute for Race and Justice. Mm. Um, he uh, he is a professor at the Harvard Law School. Um, Jesse uh, Clemenko, professor of law, and um, he's also the executive director. He's the founder and executive director director of uh, the Charles Hamilton Houston Institute for Race and Justice. And it's a prominent legal. Uh, he's a prominent legal theorist who has made an international reputation by taking a hard look at complex issues of law and by working to secure the rights guaranteed by the Constitution for everyone equally under the law. And given uh, our current political um, and justice climate, uh, I thought that was interesting to point out um, this uh, brother here because um, this is the this is the country where two different people can do the same exact crime in the same exact place, but get two different sentences based off the color of their skin. And um, to have a you know to have judges and lawyers and law theorists out there that are of our skin color um, trying to combat those racial injustices and injustices. Period. I thought that was kind of dope um, to have someone that that was like super bright you know, who's gone to and is teaching at Harvard Law. So shout out to Brother Ogletree. Um, and that's my Black History Significant uh, Figure of the Week. Good okay. shit. Good shit. I can dig that. George, you ready with your person? Because you're a nigga-ass nigga. Yep. Just all that damn life. Yeah, because he's Just... a pew and he's getting chicken. Is he eating chicken? I bet you he's eating chicken. No, he's eating a burger. Oh. A Fontina cheese rosemary burger that I made. And it tastes delicious. 
What the <laughs> hell is that? I, I felt like y'all needed to know the full story on this burger because it's I'm not gonna really lie, good. that burger that burger sounds like a bunch of high cholesterol. That's what it sounds like. I ain't gonna lie. Probably, but that's not what we're gonna worry about. We don't. That was so racist. Oh man, that was terrible. KJ, okay, well, bro. since George is a nigga and he's not ready, I'll go ahead and go. Um, my person that I chose is Zora uh, Zora Neil Hurston. Um, she's a member of Zeta Phi Beta sorority. Oh. Um, yeah, she was an American novelist, short story writer, folklorist, and anthropologist, known for her contributions to African American literature, um, for her portrayal of racial struggles in the American South, and um, works documenting her research on Haitian voodoo. Um, and she's best known for the novel Their Eyes Were Watching God. Reading over, like, her life story, she was a G. Mm. Like, you can't tell me shit. She attended Howard, uh, Howard University, so she was just there with all the black people, hitting it up. She was married, what, like, two, two times which is cool. But then afterwards, something I thought was pretty interesting. Um, of course, she did a lot of work. She moved around a lot to uh, do a lot of research of the African-American struggle and wrote, I want to say four novels and about 50 short stories just about different things. That That's like a legit work. Um, and then like after she had wrote books she um she worked at pan american world airways technical library at patrick air force base which is here in florida and she got fired for being too well educated what right (laughs) for being too well educated for her job that makes no sense (laughs) no sense at all usually usually you can get denied a job for being overqualified but you can't be kicked out of a job that you already have after you already got it right (laughs) all right okay so um then in 1960 she passed away and she was um buried in a in an unmarked grave so um in 1973 novelist alice walker and literary scholar charlotte d hunt found an unmarked grave in the area where she was supposed to be buried and they um, decided to mark it as hers. So that was really cool. But after she died, all of her, like all of her literary work was ordered to be burned. So luckily she had a um, law law officer friend, Patrick Duvall, um, who was passing by and saw the fire and, and saved it. And because of that, we have a lot of stuff from her that didn't get burnt up in the fire pretty much over jealousy. So that's super cool. And that is crazy. That's insane. Like how you gonna burn somebody's shit? You burn niggas alive. That is true. That's, okay. that's pretty crazy. So did did they actually succeed in burning all of her stuff? No, they he um the guy Patrick Duval, he managed to stop it mm-hmm. and put the fire out and saving a lot of stuff. I don't think he saved everything. Because, you know, fires are pretty vigorous, but mm. he, he saved a lot. Wow. Shit. That's wild. Yeah. And the nucleus of this collection was given to the University of Florida 
1961. So, I'm going to go take a stop over there. Cool. Yeah. Is George done being fat or no? Nope, nope. He's still being a fat ass. Are you ready? Are you ready? It's sad because uh, I know you're not talking about me. You're talking about the damn burger. I guess if we were going to have like a rant, since George isn't ready yet, uh, and this has nothing to do with anything, and I feel bad because we're in our but Black China uh, has a sex tape out. <laughs> <laughs> Are we surprised at this? What? Uh, no, and I, and I'm bringing it up. Right? I'm bringing it up because it's strange that people are surprised. That's why I'm bringing it up. It's like she's been naked on camera for years. I don't know. She's you know stripper. she's one of the top. She's a Hall of Fame stripper. Like I don't know why her giving uh, oral sex on camera is a shock for. Everyone, it's like a really big deal, apparently, and I'm just like, wow, that's stupid. Um, Who's she doing it to? Well, I think it's a big deal that it was trash. Oh, oh is it trash? Oh, I didn't it? see it. Is it trash? Is that what it is? So, so you've seen it? You know, Twitter, Twitter. So, so you've seen it? Yeah. <laughs> Everything's on Twitter. You can find my sex tape on Twitter. <laughs> you got a sex tape on Twitter? Nah, I should. <laughs> so if I do, why I'm you don't know? <laughs> He's saying, don't be surprised if there is. Right. Yes, that's a great man there. You, that's what you're doing? Uh, yeah. Okay, go ahead and let us know about your person and how great he is in the high school that's named after him that's so freaking great. Uh, you know, my, my, my person is, of course, of, of my fraternity, the Omega Sapphire Fraternity Incorporated. Oh my God. Um, my person today is Dr. Benjamin Elijah, Elijah Mays, bitch. Sorry. I got excited. He <laughs> um, was born on August 1st, 1894, in 96, South Carolina. That was the name of the city, 96. Wow. All right. Quite original. Yeah, yeah. Um, he graduated from Bates College and then went on to go to the University of Chicago. He began his career in activism as a pastor in Shiloh Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, sorry. After receiving his doctorate and a brief career as a professor, he was appointed as a dean at Howard University in 1934. Six years later, Mays was elected as president of Morehouse College. His 27-year tenure. Whew, she doubled enrollment. 20 years? 27 year. Tenure. Doubled enrollment, quadrupled student endowment, and established it as a leading liberal arts college in America. (laughs) After stepping down in 1967, Jesus Christ, he continued his work and becoming a leader in the NAACP and the World Council of Churches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, there's a lot of work on uh, a lot of stuff I can say. Um, his connection with fellow civil rights leader Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. spanned er- uh, spanned in his early days 
well, King's early days at Morehouse in 1944. King was known as May's spiritual son and May's as his in intellectual father. After King's famous I Had a Dream speech at the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom on August 28, 1963, Mays gave the Benedict. And upon his 1968 uh, death of King, he was asked to give the eulogy where he described him in his No Man is Ahead of His Time speech. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you are... Uh... It was just lifting weights of justice. Right. And I would like to also add that he had a school on 3450 Benjamin E. Mays Drive, and it is the greatest school in the land, uh, Benjamin E. Mays High School. Debatable. He also has 86 what? honorary degrees. Shit. 86. I'm not 86, 56. Wow, 56. Still. That's 56 more than I have. <laughs> But the brother was putting in work. Yeah. Oh, you win this week. Not that it's a competition, yeah, but goddamn. Cool. Yeah, it's not a competition. But yeah, he he uh, he he threw it out there. I think I have someone to combat that for next week, though, or this week or Friday. Um, we're recording this on a Monday, people. Um, and this, I guess, this is a good uh, segue uh, to the reason why we're recording this on a Monday night. Is because uh, we were waiting for everyone to see Black Panther uh, this opening weekend. And uh, everyone on the phone has seen Black Panther. I've seen it twice, and I plan on seeing it again next weekend. Uh, I am not playing. This is not a game. Uh, <laughs> so I guess we can – I don't know. There's so many different exciting ways to talk about this movie. How do we start? We start by saying it was a brilliant and beautiful movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we started. Mm -hmm. And you can piggyback off of that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Chad, do you, you, you've you seen it the most recent out of all of us, I think, because you saw it yesterday. Yeah. Right? Okay, so what, what did you think about it? Man, it was beyond any of my expectations. See, I already got to set my expectations low, so I won't be disappointed. But after seeing it the first time, I was like, all right, cool. This is a good movie. Then seeing it the second time, it's like, man, I really missed a lot of stuff. Uh, the amount of time they put into it, the details they put in from all the tribes that represented Wakanda from all the different parts of Africa, it's, it was just beautifully done. All the way from the music, everything was just phenomenal. Yeah, they, they took their time with that. Mm -hmm. Like each of the women that was on like the council did, like you say, said represented a different tribe in Africa. And I've like seen videos of them talking about where they drew the inspiration from and like the hat that Angela Bassett wore. Oh, I need one of those. It was apparently 3D printed because they couldn't get the hat like made because it takes a long time. But that shit is cool as fuck. And then, and then, uh, Angela's white, uh, uh, gray dreads, fire, man, beautiful, 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 beautiful. Um, for me, uh, again, I saw the movie twice because I just couldn't help myself. Um, I was trying to go for a three peat by seeing it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, only managed to see it Thursday and Saturday. 
Um, again, there's so many different layers and so many different ways we can talk about it. I think the first thing, though, like first things first, I cannot dap up anybody the same ever again. In fact, if you have not seen this movie, I will dap you up, but I have to preface my dap by saying, I don't really, I don't really know. Like this is kind of awkward because I just, I don't. This is not the proper way. Um, <laughs> people should be dapping each other anymore. You just, it's just not. So I'm just gonna let you know that this is weird. I'm just gonna make it weird. Like I'm gonna make it weird every time I dap up somebody who hasn't seen this movie. You have to go see it. The only way that you know, fuck Instagram and all the other stuff. The only way that you can have a true passion for this, you know, the way this new wave of of um, dapping people up and greeting people is if you actually go see the movie. Because I know they have little snippets of the handshake um, on Instagram and Twitter and shit like that, but fuck all that. You got to see the movie. When you really see the, when you see the movie, you'll be like, bro, we have to, this has to happen. This is the new change for that. Um, the other thing is uh, the wardrobe, specifically uh, T'Challa's wardrobe. I need all his clothes. Like, <laughs> all of it, bro. Like, I need all his clothes. Like, fuck a suit. A suit? Nah. Like, I need, I need, I need, I don't, I don't, I don't even know the, I don't, I don't want to disrespect the, 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 the culture or anything like that, because I don't know the, the specific name for what, um, some of the African garbs that he had on, but, like, even when he went into the, um, ancestral planes the first time with, with the all white, I was just like, come on, man. that was just, that was just mean. Um, what else? Uh, shout out to black women. Um, you know, Every time. just incredible, incredible. Um, I, I don't know the lady's name, but she played, um, she plays, uh, Michonne in Walking Dead. Um, she's the, the highest ranking general in Wakanda. Shout out to her. She mean, man. This is dope. Um, Killmonger, I was surprised. I was surprised that Michael B. Jordan um, being a villain because or a semi-villain, hybrid villain, because he just he does not have a villain's face. I'm sorry, like he does not look like in any capacity as a villain. But he did very well. He did very good. Um, again, there's so many different things. But uh, George, how, how do you feel about it? He's got food in his mouth, so I'll go ahead and take over because he's a nigga. Good Lord. I just have like <laughs> one thing that I want to say. Well, I have plenty of things to say, but this is one thing that felt most important to me because we've seen me personally, I've seen movies of like like black people movies and we're in Africa, but I've never seen me personally, my opinion, I've never seen a movie to where it showed what we could have been if we never got colonized. Like that shit was was weird to me, honestly, because it made me sad. Like, what the fuck? We over here dealing with this shit, and they over there hiding in the goddamn trees and shit. Just a whole civilization just going on, all types of advanced technology. Where could we have been? You know. And that is the undertone. That is the uh, the the the. I don't even really want to call it even an undertone, but it is the ongoing conversation and kind of the theme of the entire movie is to spark this conversation that only, you know, African-Americans uh, can, will be able to relate to. 
um, in regards to the disconnect. Um, I think the opening scene after watching it twice, well, I saw it the first time I caught it because it's kind of hard not to catch, but the opening scene where um, Eric, who is, uh, well, the story is being told, uh, the father-son's story is being told. And uh, at first I thought that that was uh, T'Chaka talking to T'Challa, but actually it's uh, Killmonger's father talking to uh, Killmonger um, as a boy. Um, and he references that when he's about to die at the end of the movie saying like, can you, can you believe a little kid in Oakland, uh, growing up with, uh, uh, running around believing in, uh, fantasies or I don't, I don't remember the exact quote, but even in that, even in that scene in the beginning, um, you see that Wakanda has hit itself for thousands of years and has seen all of the different things that the world has gone through all of the historical wars and things and like major wars of the world that has happened. And uh, one of the things that they highlight in that amazing opening scene is like the slave ships, yeah. like the slave. Um, so it, it's an interesting conversation and they reference it a lot. Uh, it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad as shit. Um, and I guess their solution for it, I don't really entirely agree with. And that's, I guess, something that we might have to talk about as well, because I'm not in the uh, business of giving motherfuckers things for free, especially when you have an unlimited and all-powerful like resource. Fuck all that shit. I'm not giving it to you for free. Um, so uh, I, I don't mind sharing with the world, but there's got to be a way that we do it. Um, I think the the kind of the MVP of the movie, honestly, is the breakout star, which is Surti, who's uh, a Black Panther's little sister. She is phenomenal. Like I love her, her. technology, coming from the world of tech myself, like being a tech nerd, she's amazing. And I cannot wait at some point, Marvel has to have a situation where it's her, Tony Stark, and uh, a Bannon, the Hulk, having a conversation. I think that is going to be like a very interesting scene where they all have this like tech kind of really intellectual uh, conversation because she's a kid and Tony Stark is an asshole and he's going to be so sarcastic about all the things that she's been able to build and I think it'll be very interesting for them to engage in that kind of like that kind of um, that kind of conversation. Yeah, I don't remember. I saw a post. I don't know how true it was, but it was saying that she's like the smartest person in the Marvel universe. Yeah, she ends up. Yeah, she's like. Uh, um, yeah, she's 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 pretty smart. I don't want to mess up the reference, but she's yeah, she's, please she's, don't. She's very, very smart. And in in the in the mat in the in the comic books, I think she's like there's there's like a there's a path that she veers off to that makes her like wildly like retarded smart like ridiculously smart, but um, yeah yeah man um, just for as I mean it was just it was just a phenomenal uh, I I can't think of anything that they did wrong, um well you Come know on. what. No, there's one thing that I kind of I kind of feel like they didn't have to do. I don't think, and this is only too old of the comics. Like I thought that Killmonger and even Claw, Ulysses Claw, those two those two villains are like super hard to kill 
from my understanding. So the fact that it only took them a movie to do that, to kill both of them, was kind of shocking to me. Um, yeah. Because they're super bosses, and, and they're like main villains of Black Panther. So, you know, I just figured that would uh, it would last a little bit longer. longer. But then again, Ultron is also a really big um, villain for Avengers, and they killed him off in a movie. But it's I guess that's like the magic of Marvel. They're able to like make that go and it be just okay. Like I mean, is, I guess is, because of how, however, they're gonna set up the next Avengers movie, they kind of need him to be done with his drama. But I will have to agree. Like I feel like maybe um, what was the what was the white guy's name? Ulysses. Uh, Claw. Yeah, maybe he could have been the major villain of this movie and then Killmonger could have got introduced for the next movie like in one of the after credit scenes something like that but I I did feel like it was kind of rushed in the way they presented the villains I mean well at this point we don't have the luxury of having a Black Panther universe or Iron Man he he did have his three movies but you know they've been setting this up for the Infinity War so yeah setting up for years like spider-man they just threw that in there like a whole movie and pushed uh black panther to to this february i guess we're thankful for it because it came out during black history month instead of last november but yeah i understand why they're rushing it we're trying to get the thanos yeah. yeah uh yeah and and i guess to their credit they do they do highlight in the movie that they've been chasing a uh, claw for like 30 years so T'Chaka has been chasing Claw forever. Um, even when they talk, you know, after the the opening scene, um, when they go back to Oakland, which by the way, the reason why they were in Oakland is because Ryan Coogler is in o- is from Oakland, and he tries to put a little piece of Oakland in all of his films. I've watched a lot of interviews, <laughs> like a lot. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's why they had that randomly in Oakland because that could have been anywhere, right? That could have been in New York. That could have been in any hood in America, but he chose Oakland for a reason. But um, even in that opening scene, when they're talking, um, when T'Chaka goes to talk to his little brother, uh, they um, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Oh, they they mentioned they mentioned uh, they mentioned Claw you know, that they're still trying to catch Claw. Like, that's the whole reason why his brother was there, trying to catch him and come to find out his brother actually betrayed him and sold Claw uh, Vibranium for an interesting cause, which is another, you know, conversation that happens in the movie about, you know, Wakanda hiding and having all of these resources and two billion people across the world um, that look, that are African and those are supposed to be our people. Uh, you know, they're they're suffering. And uh, he had to, you know, he made a decision based off of that. And his son, Killmonger, took that shit to a whole new level. Right. <laughs> he uh, he kind of, he kind of, you know, I, I enjoyed the hints of Malcolm X that they gave him, um, the, the sprinkles of Malcolm X's DNA uh, for that. Also, uh, another little Easter egg, shout out to that chair, the, the King's chair in Black Panther. Um, that's an ode to, uh, the, there's a picture of Huey P. Newton sitting in a chair with, uh, two rifles in his hand, I believe. Um, and that's where they based that chair from. Um, that's so, cool. Look, look at yeah. that. <laughs> it's, it, yeah. I mean, they, they, they took their time. Um, another thing too, uh, the, the, the king of the Jacob, Jacob tribe who lived in the mountains, that that dude, um, 
um, who was representative of, like, the monkeys and stuff like that, like, who tried to challenge uh, T'Challa when he, you know, for for the crown, the for the first big fight scene. Um, he, in the comic books, apparently he has, he's actually dressed in a monkey suit, like a full-blown monkey suit, and uh, they, Marvel made a subconscious and straight-up uh, decision to be like, no. <laughs> Let's not We're put this black man gonna... in a monkey suit. Look at that. <laughs> Let's not put this black man in a monkey suit. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, you know, so that's something that we can definitely appreciate as well because that's one of those situations we've seen a couple times with white people, um, you know, being like, "Well, I didn't know that this was offensive." Right. Marvel has sense, so shout out to Marvel for that. Um, yeah, have. Have you guys seen any uh, trolling from the about the movie? I've seen a couple things that people were trying to act like this nah. movie wasn't the deal, but I mean, people keep saying, "What kind of shit is that?" Yeah, I mean, I I know like the guy that was sitting next to me in the theater, not George, the other guy. Um, he was just kind of like, "Oh, this be- this movie better be all that it's cracked up to be," you know, just making like smart jokes in like before the movie even started. It's just like, dude, you know this is a big thing for the whole black community. Why you gotta hit it's on big. it? Why you can't just yeah. let it have its glory? If it's bad, we'll still cherish it as what it wanted to be. If it's good, we're still gonna appreciate it. So I, I just wish, I feel like I've seen a lot of negative commentary, not from my friends, but from people sharing stuff, from more so from the black community. Like that's so fucking weird. Yeah, there were a lot of there were a lot. Of, I saw a lot of things on Twitter. Um, not a lot because um, one thing to and I had to get taught this. Someone had a very good point about this, like the trolling and stuff. Like we focus so much on the people who are saying uh, not bad things, but just trolling things, which is a different. Not not having an honest critique that is negative is different from someone who is just saying shit just because, just to be a dick. And for those people, um, it's not a lot of those people, but it seems like a lot because we're so sensitive to the idea like, yo, this movie is the shit. Why are you being a dick? Um, One of the things that I saw was, uh, which was an ongoing thing, kind of, and it kind of still is, is like, why are black people so excited to dress up um, in costumes and things like that to show out for this movie? Like, we need to grow up. It's just a movie. And for me, my retort and most people's retort, I'm not saying anything new. I, I don't think this is not a new idea, but it's like white people have dressed up. Well, not even white people. People have dressed up for uh, the Dark Knight. They've dressed up for Star Wars. They've dressed up for Harry Potter. People they dressed, dressed up, up for that, it. Huh? People dressed up for it. They dressed up for it. <laughs> like so you know it's interesting that we are looked at crazy all of a sudden because we are dressed in these which is if you guys have seen the pictures beautiful and creative shit I mean like yeah people are really stepping out they put on their best yeah and I mean some people have they, 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 they've, they've crossed like the Black Panther attire with, uh, with Zamunda from uh, uh, coming to America and have like kind of crossbred those two things and have come out and just 
amazing and it's it's dope it's it's, su- it's super dope i mean i am i am actively looking for a black panther helmet of an official like kind of slick real um black panther helmet i'm i'm still trying to figure that out but uh yeah i mean you know i just think it's it's kind of the hypocrisy there is is it's kind of hilarious. Like people are like, yeah, you, you guys are being weird. And like people literally in star, like for star Wars, there were kids having full blown lightsaber, uh, fights in the parking lot. Fire granted, like one fight I saw that they were really serious. Like they looked like they were sword masters and they were really having conversation and it was cool. You know what I'm saying? But we're not hating on them. So why can't we have our moment? But you know, black people can't ever shine out here in these streets so hey whatever um uh, real quick notation so you talked about the oakland um oakland being uh where where killmonger is from it's actually sure. also the birthplace of the black panther movement which started uh, about five years after um the black panther comic was created so yes and uh, to note, um, I believe Huey P. Newton, and I can't get this wrong, so I'm going to look it up. I think Huey P. Newton's birthday was this weekend as well. Well, so, really? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. So. This was just uh, a great weekend, man. <laughs> February Shit. 17th, uh, Huey P. Newton's birthday. Black Panther came out officially for on Friday. Was Friday? What was Friday? Friday was the 16th. So. Um, one of the founders of uh, the Black Panther Party, um, Sigma, as well. Uh, shout out to him. And um, yeah, I mean, it could not have gone. It is. It's. It's just like divine, just divine timing. Just beautiful. Um, George, do you are are you done eating? Do you, do you have? <laughs> um. Yes. One. The movie was amazing. Uh, two, fuck all of the colonizers. <laughs> <laughs> um, colonizers with a K, by the way. K, I'm using K. Okay. Mm-hmm. Three, I'm going to see the, the uh, director's cut. I'm going to see the four-hour one. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And... Uh, Four. Shout out to my nigga from the TNT who played um, Mbaku. Mbaku. Oh, the Killmonger's hey. dad. Yeah. The, 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 the gorilla the guy. The ape. The only thing, though, we were in the, the movie theater, and when the apes were making the noise, there were some people like, oh, cue dogs. And I'm like, but those are apes. The, those are apes. It was yeah, important. that's that's something that uh, and maybe I don't know if George wants to talk about this or not because that's kind of a weird energy. I, I don't, but it, I mean it's weird for me. But I, I I don't I don't know. I when I saw that I was like, oh god, this is gonna be a a petty a, a little a little petty uh, banter between the alphas and omegas. Only and unfortunately, it's I think it's gonna go farther than it should because most things like this go farther than it should. I mean it's a fucking movie and it's. I mean, we're not even focusing on like more so the sound than what he was actually like the white guy that he shut the fuck up forever. Like, <laughs> I think we should be focusing and be more prideful of that. But I think that's going to be one of those things that just, you know, 
people are going to be like, well, this is our shit. Oh, no, that guys, that, that's our shit. And it's like, eh, I don't really care. Um, as an elder statesman in Greek life at this point. But, yeah. What do you think, George? I mean, yeah, he was an ape, but I was going to go around hollowing like a damn ape, right. so. It yeah. was just weird. His his personality his personality was very cute like, but I have to agree. He wasn't. I mean, he was obviously making ape sounds, right? But like, it was uh, legit. Like men who were like, "Cute dog," and I'm like, "No, don't tell me you're one of them because that doesn't make sense." It was really awkward for me. And then there were women screaming, and it was it was just it was too much. Even though. The majority of the people that went to see the premiere with us were like educated niggas. They were still niggas and they were still talking <laughs> and being niggas. Oh uh, yeah. I uh I think it's because I think like where it's set, like with the ice and the winter and stuff like that, and with the noise and then with the mixture of the monkey and stuff like that, I think it's in the middle enough to not argue, but that's just you you most I don't think niggas are petty and they're going to be niggas regardless. And they're going to have, they're going to argue about that. Unfortunately, I don't think that they need to. I think that this movie's bigger than y'all trying to claim which character is who. Like, I've been seeing that on, to, yeah. I've been seeing that online too. It's like, Oh, these niggas are the Sigmas. Oh, that's a Delta. Oh, this one is it's just like, bro, it doesn't matter, bro. Like it really doesn't matter. Like we don't have to do all that. It's not, it's not necessary. Um, <laughs> We already have prominent black figures that are actually uh, like a part of us. Like MLKs and Alpha, like Huey P. Newton, P. Newton's is like a, is a Sigma. Like we don't need we don't need to have like that a part of of, of the movie. But hey, whatever. Um. Oh, the other thing too, in my opinion, uh, their uh environment is way cooler not gonna lie to me i don't know like the, the whole they, where they live is pretty fucking dope it's cold as shit <laughs> but i liked it <laughs> I, it's, it's, I, I really liked i really liked uh the, the mountain the, the mountain terrain like how they had that set up um yeah it was really pretty but it's very it was beautiful it was very dope cold as shit but also they didn't have one enough clothes for them to be in the goddamn mountain somewhere well maybe I mean, thousands of years though you know what i'm saying y'all like... still need a sweater don't catch a cold <laughs> <laughs> it's fine i'll just be a sweater oh. yeah. uh i guess we can talk about like the current status as of maybe an hour ago according to and i'm i'm gonna try to cite my sources and give people credit even though i didn't get credit this week for something but it's okay <laughs> um, <laughs> Call them out. Uh, so Black Panther and the records, and that that they have broken. Um, currently, it is in the first three to four days of its release. The film has earned a whopping two hundred and thirty-five million dollars, making yeah. it the fifth highest earning of any film, um, and the highest debut ever for a February film. Um, and it's also for. Uh, Ryan Coogler, uh, the director, he has made history for now having the highest grossing film ever by a black director. So shout out to him. Um, black Panther also holds the biggest solo superhero launch of all time. Woo-woo. It also takes the crown for the biggest non-sequel opening weekend. 
the biggest Friday through Saturday opening weekend for a long holiday, because today is President's Day, it's a three-day weekend. The biggest, the biggest long holiday opening weekend and the biggest pre-summer opening weekend. Usually people go to movies in the summer for a movie to do these type of numbers in February. It's kind of remarkable. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 97%. A. Um, I have a huge expectation that I want this movie to beat Avatar for the highest grossing selling film ever, domestic and international. The uh, record currently by Avatar is a little under $750 million uh, domestic. Um, So I don't see why if we claim that the black dollar is worth $1.2 trillion, and that's a fact from like 2015, like they said that the black dollar is worth that much money. There is no reason why this is chump change to make this movie um, what it needs to be. Uh, So that's my expectation for the movie. But those are some of the records that it's broken so far. Um, Well, we're doing our part because we we saw it on Thursday and we're going to see it again this weekend. In IMAX, because that's how you should watch anything. And I, that's another question. What did everybody wear? Oh, uh, well, uh, well, uh, chat, I don't know, you can go ahead. I had a little Black Panther t shirt, jeans, boots, keep it simple. Mm, okay. Okay. I wore a beautiful Daishiki dress. Dope. Mostly yellow with some yellow Nikes on. I was cute. This one girl, she gave me the look and I gave her the look back. It was beautiful. It was a moment. Let me guess what George wore. George wore basketball shorts and a t-shirt. He actually didn't. He Kobe's. You lied. I wore uh, a purple dashiki Nice with uh, black pants, and I had to wear my my black cat thirteens. The hell is that? Is that a Kobe? Hmm? Is that a Kobe or a Jordan? Jordan. Jordan. All. Uh, you said black cats. What is that? All black with the green at the bottom. Uh, I think the only thing green at the bottom is the the emblem. Okay. Cool. Um, me, what I wore, uh, I actually didn't wear any dashikis cause I didn't have one. Um, but luckily, uh, actually, um, I wore a lot of uh, everything that I had on with the exception of my sneakers, sneakers was from a black, uh, clothing company, a uh, small business. So, um, I had C, uh, CEO millionaire, uh, sweatpants on, um, that's two chains, uh, company. Um, then I had, uh, a black by popular demand, uh, what would you call those? Um, sweat, it's not a, it's not a sweater. It's a track jacket basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says black by popular demand. It's a black and white with a black by popular demand on the, as a logo in big bold. And then I had a dad cap that said, uh, black excellence. And that's what I wore. Right. The first time. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's what I wore the second time. The first time I saw the movie, I had a I had a windbreaker on that said God is dope. Um, so oh, which is also from a black yeah. uh, organization down down in Atlanta. So 
Yeah, I think this weekend when we go, I got this cute little African skirt um, that I'm going to wear. I'll post pictures so everybody can see it because it's cute. It's real cute. Yeah, I think, yeah, I I think this is one of those things like, you know how you want to go on a ride over and over and over again? This is kind of, this is kind of one of them things. Yeah. It's (laughs) interesting too, because like the director's cut is what, like four hours? Who would not have wanted to sit through that? Like I would have been right there. All four of those hours, watching the whole damn thing. Mm-hmm. And they could have, yeah. I'm interested to see. What is it been? Is has it been confirmed that the director's cut is four hours? Well, the early cut was around four hours. The initial cut. Oh, that must be wow. I wonder. That's interesting. Okay. Because as much um, as they built that movie up, niggas would have sat for four hours watching it. I think about the little kids though. Fuck them kids. <laughs> um, let's see. I guess so. Am I missing anything? The la- maybe the one of the things we can talk about is like continuing the undertone conversation. Obviously, we have T'Challa, his mindset, um, and him representing what Wakanda was before he changed his mind at the end, and then you have Killmonger who had a different view of what Wakanda should do. Um, and I guess we can talk about whose side each of us kind of falls on. Um, and it's tough. It is very tough. It's a very difficult conversation. <laughs> oh, what I will say is that T'Challa's mindset originally was definitely like the mindset of a lot of older Afri- African-Americans. Like, if it's not my business, I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want to stir up trouble. I'm going to just take care of me and mine. If I have to be in the face of white people or something like that, then I'm going to act all right. But for the most part, I'm looking out for me. You don't think so? I think so. Well, that's a stereotype for old black people. I've talked to old black people and they've acted like that. They've told me that. I mean, you know, you got... I think they're they're more of I did my work. Y'all niggas need to do y'all work. I think that's more of their stance oh, for no. the niggas that actually did shit. Uh, nah. Because, you know, like Harry Belafonte is an old black nigga. Angela Davis is an old black nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Al Sharpton, Reggie Jackson. Well, I'm you not talking old... about I'm not talking about like the historical figures. I'm talking about just the everyday nigga that's like, that's not my problem. I'm not going to get involved with it. I think, I think with that, well, uh, to George's point, uh, specifically in like Greek life, that happens a lot. Um, and I guess that's a conversation for kind of to go deeper on when we have a Greek conversation. But like a lot of uh, older Greeks, when they get to a certain point, when they've like worked, 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 all these times, you know, they, they, all these years, um, they're, you know, hoping that their work is an example for the younger generation to pick up the mantle and follow and continue it on. Um, and, uh, there's a quote about that and I don't want to, I don't want to do the, I don't want to do the quote an injustice, but it's like something like you need, you need young men for, for war and old men for counsel man um so like you you know they 
they're expecting and doing all this work, not just because it's the right thing to do, but hopefully it'll, it'll spark the inspiration into a younger gen, into the younger generation to pick up the mantle so that they can kind of lay back and just advise because they're, you know, they have old legs. You can't be out here marching forever. You know what I'm saying? And at the same time, you know, that young blood is supposed to bring the touch of the current generation and how to deal with things like Twitter <laughs> and Instagram and how to, how to utilize those things and the climate of how to say things and how, how quickly things can get around now. Um, now that we have, you know, social media and things like that, you know, old people, most old people are not, you know, technically technology like savvy like that to, to use those things. And that's what we're supposed to be doing it for. So when they don't see that happening um, and again, in the world of like Greekdom, it, it happens a lot where they're just like, you niggas don't care about this shit. Like you guys are not picking up the mantle. Y'all just want to party all day or y'all just y'all y'all graduate and y'all do it all through college and maybe a year out of college and then y'all kind of disappear and we're still here um trying to fight the good fight. So that's a conversation to you know, that's that's that is real, unfortunately. Um but yeah, I mean yeah. All that to say <laughs> I would probably be on Killmonger's side. Like, we gotta help our niggas out. But not with that violence, though. So, what's yeah. the girlfriend's name? More or less, like, at least she was, she went to outreach programs, all that stuff, which has ended up Black Panther's final decision anyway, but without the war. Yeah. I can well. agree, agree to that to a certain extent because I feel like. Even with like Martin Luther King, he wanted he wanted to have like peaceful protests, but he knew that in order for it to be stuck in people's heads, he needed violence, not from himself, but from the other side, so that people could see truly see what kind of monsters they were. So I, I just true. think that violence has to be involved, unfortunately, for people to kind of understand. Well, I guess it would be important just to make sure you were armed for it, but yeah. at least not be the one instigating it like Killmonger wanted. That's true. I well, Kill Killmonger was speaking from from um, again, like he took his see his dad had a better his dad and and Kill Killmonger and his dad had the same idea. Killmonger uh, Killmonger's dad gave him that I like gave him the essence of that idea, but I think he took it. Like Kill Killmarker took it way too like way way over the line because of the pain that he had um in regards to losing his you know you know being a nine year old kid or whatever and walking into his apartment and his dad being dead with panther claws in his chest. Um that was rough and he you know used he want he used that pain to say like, you know, fuck Wakanda for just not, you know, doing the right thing and like helping everyone out and uh, I think most people, most black people have that idea where it's like, if we had the weapons that you niggas had, we would have been overthrown, you motherfuckers. And I think that's what he was trying to say. I think one of the deepest things he did say was like when he was in the count, when he was in the council room um, uh, after uh, beating uh, T'Challa and he, he sat down in the chair and he was like, now we're going to uh, take over the world and this time we're going to start the world over and this time we're on top. That shit was deep he you know to start the world over and for black people to be on top that's, that's how the world very... began Carrick. 
That's how huh? the world began. I, 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 I understand. I understand. I get it. I just, you know, it, I, so I, and I, I, it, that struck a chord with me. It definitely struck a chord with me. My only, my only issue with Killmonger and my issue with the end of, like, the mentality that, 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 the, the resolution, I guess, for the end of the movie where Wakanda's gonna reveal itself and share its technology and all these different things is like, I'm not giving this shit away for free. One of the one of the main reasons that Wakanda pro, you know hit itself was because it realized that it had the most powerful resource known to man, okay? And it and and they saw what man was doing outside of Wakanda and they were like, "Fuck that. You niggas don't deserve us." Um and I get that. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I understand it. However, like Yes, Wakanda is this new thing now. Yes, we're, you know, here to share our resources. But I don't know. Like, I don't think we should just be out there. Because Killmonger wanted to just give everyone weapons and let's go to war. And it's like, give them weapons? No, you don't give people anything. I think there needs to be a filter system. I don't think that Wakanda should be out there lending a hand. I think that they present themselves, yes, we have all of these resources and things like that, but in order for you motherfuckers to use this shit, you need to come here. And we need to filter and depend, like figure out if you actually deserve this shit. Like, if you want to have access to our information, you need to go to the fucking embassy that we set up across all, all around the world and apply and have rigorous background checks and all kinds of different things to ensure that when we give you this technology, even the equations to do certain things, because I'm sure they have math that is just other, like, destroys other math, like, then maybe we'll consider that. Because otherwise, you know, could you imagine motherfuckers giving, just, you, you just want to give America, you want to give America, here, here's vibranium, America. No. <laughs> that is a bad idea. Like, hey, hey, take care. Idea. I don't think you, <laughs> um, so that's my only thing. I think like Wakanda shouldn't go to the people. People need to come to Wakanda. So, so it's funny that you say that. And when you were going in that spill, I thought of one situation, and it's kind of current with Trump and all this immigration, and it kind of <laughs> goes in line with that. Of well, Wakanda should have immigration. Absolutely. But Wakanda it was, absolutely, huh? Well, it wasn't as extreme as Trump, but like an extreme vetting process. Like, well, I mean, Wakanda did build a wall. <laughs> well, they didn't build a wall. They built it. Yeah, the they kind of built a wall. Field. I don't even know what to call that. Yeah. I mean, it was a technology glorified wall like it was pretty much a wall they blocked themselves from the we can the all agree with one thing it was efficient it was very efficient i mean they hid themselves very well <laughs> all i know is Inside. they didn't make t'challa as smart as he actually is in the movie yes okay he's one of the eightest he's one, he's one of the eight smartest people in the world I mean, I think they made him smart, but also his sister was smarter than him. He's one. Well, his sister's not in one of the eight smartest people in the world, and he's one of the eight smartest people in the world in Marvel Universe. Well, they wanted to give women some education. 
Well, why can't the woman be this smart? Is is that it? Oh, I mean, she's smart. She she has genius level intellect on on, on Marvel comics. I'm maybe just... maybe he is still extremely smart, but they just didn't have the time to truly express it. Like his his role in the movie was more about being the ruler, not about yeah. his smarts. I mean, you know, he got a PhD in physics from Oxford University. <sighs> you just want to like? I'm just saying, you go home, please. <laughs> Well, the thing, okay, so when you say smart, because I I view T'Challa in that movie as extremely wise. And he has photographic memory. Oh, shit. Well, and he probably does have photographic memory because, but they just didn't show it in the movie. Yeah. Um, Because you gotta gotta think too, George, like, he's Black Panther, right? So you have to be kind of tactically, I mean, he's, he's a tactical genius. Like, He's really, he's really good. Like he's, he's, he's very smart in that regard. So are you talking about smart in terms of like Tony Stark smart? Yeah. Or are you talking about smart like Tony? Tar- huh? Yeah, he's Tony Stark smart. He's one of the eight smartest, like legit smart smarts. Smarty smart smart smart. Yeah, like he invented a teleportation device. Well, we haven't well, gotten created, to that part just I mean, yet. You know, like he's. And maybe maybe that's something that they can address. Uh, for and and if I'm and I'm sure you know if you got for people that are listening, like this Black Pan this the Black Panther movie is not a one off. I'm I was I was watching it with a um one of my pro fights on Thursday. Um, and he was like, "Yo, I think 15 minutes into the movie, he was like, "Yo, I don't think we're gonna get another one of these." I was like, "Relax, he has a five film deal. We're definitely gonna get. First of all, he already confirmed a sequel." <laughs> hey. Okay. So. Well, then he's he's already he did, a, he's already done three films if you include Infinity Wars, because you got Captain America, Civil War, you got Black Panther, then you got Infinity War. So that's three films right there. Right, and then you got two more. And, 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 Infinity, and Infinity War Part One, the the war that happens if you watch the trailer that happens in Wakanda. So he's gonna have a very big. I don't, I don't, I may have spoiled the, well, no, it's a trailer. It's in the trailer. It's if you watch the trailer, the, the, it, the, 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 the war, like, Thanos, first place he's touching down to is Wakanda. Like, like, uh, for, for people out there, it may. So that's, that's, that's a thing. So, and I say that to say, like, to your point, George, he, they may be still developing that. That's something that we might see in the other movies. You know, they obviously made a, conscious pivot to uh suri his little sister being the technology the 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 one that's the genius in terms of like technology but i think that they did show a range with t'challa in terms of his like leadership and his like tactical skills um and i i view that as very more than smart but just you know it's like super wise to be honest like he's incredibly wise um so you know But um, what else? Part of the film that feel like they fucked up. Why did the little girl invent everything? Well, we don't know how old she is. We just assume that she's a little girl. We don't know how how old she is. She could be twenty two, twenty one, twenty three, twenty four. And to and and it, and it should be noted that like, at least if from the royal bloodline perspective, um, they're all kind of brilliant even killmonger when they were rolling down his his stats of where he graduated from and stuff like that that motherfucker yeah. was a genius too <laughs> so uh it kind of runs in the family 
um this whole like smart shit um so yeah but i mean i'm of the belief that wakanda should have immigration too to go back to that point <laughs> wakanda should 100 percent have an immigration thing because guess what and that leads to uh you know what happened to me last week uh not getting credit for my thought about immigration <laughs> and citizenship in, in wakanda because i am of the belief that some of you black some of you people um of the african-american uh uh descent or whatever like y'all hatred and this whole crabs in a battle barrel like concept and, and shit that y'all have going is not gonna get you into wakanda like it's not it's not gonna get you into wakanda they're going to deny your citizenship Okay, you're not getting through. Like you don't know. It's not happening. Everyone doesn't get to, everyone wants to, you know, praise it, you know, when 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 it's popping, you know, when the movies come out, you've been you hating it the whole time until it come out, and then you see everybody going to going to the movies and you're like, Okay, I guess I'm gonna go now and I guess it's all right just to fit in. But nah, bruh. Like nah, bruh. Like citizenship denied. Like so I just want people to keep that, that same energy because a lot of you niggas might not get into Wakanda. If it were ever a real thing, shit, we might not get into Wakanda. Keep keep on a hundred, <laughs> like so. You know, that's just another thing. Uh, y'all have anything else in regards to this? Again, there's so many fucking different things to talk about in this movie, and maybe we can have a part two of this conversation next week. I'm okay <laughs> with that. <laughs> Killmonger's realist line was his last one. The, yes. Yep. You can go ahead and recite that one. Oh, I don't know heart by heart. Oh my god. Oh, I can pull. Uh, I think I can pull it up. Um. Well, I don't. I think I can recite. Uh, I get the gist of it, but. Nah. Yeah. Nah, nah, he, we don't need. No he said. Gist. He he said, um, when he was about to die, and uh, T'Challa offered him like, you know, we could fix you. Um. Don't you know? Just chill. He was like. He was like, why? So that you can lock me up? And he was like, nah, bury me with, bury me in the water with my ancestors um, because at least they knew that death was better than bondage. Um, I'm, par- I'm paraphrasing, but that's, that's, what, that's what the line was. And it was a very deep, very, very deep line. Um, yeah. Very, very. Uh, Some of y'all niggas today don't know y'all still in bondage. <laughs> yeah. I thought Michael did a good job though. I, he did do a good job. I was, I was surprised. I'm not gonna lie because again, Michael B. Jordan does not strike me at all as a villain. Like, I felt like it made it easier because he was just allowed to be American as fuck in the movie. That was dope. Yeah. Shout out to Hey Auntie. Dope line. Need that on sweaters and shit. Like, Hey Auntie. He was super like American. That nigga really did make some quotable ass, like shirt quotable ass. The whole thing was just (laughs) him on a t shirt, like the whole. Yeah, even when he picked up the late, even with the uh, with the with the with uh, the lady in the beginning. Yeah, with the heart shaped, uh, with the heart shaped. What is it called? The heart shaped um flower, flower burn shit. And he was like, burn him, and she was like, no, you can't do that. And he picked his, she picked her ass up and was like. When I tell you to do something, I mean that shit. And I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, yo, this nigga here, man. Sheesh. This nigga, this nigga, this nigga real. Made that nigga. Yeah, he, he, he was all right. 
But um, when he was talking to the white lady in the beginning, I loved it. She was like, oh, yeah. when he was like, um, how much is it? And she was like, oh, this isn't for sale. And he was like, what? I can't take it. Just like your ancestors took everything. He was like, like this, this stuff isn't for sale. He, yeah, he was like, this stuff isn't for sale. And he was like, well, how do you think your ancestors got it? Right. You think they got it for a price? Mm. <laughs> like, and then nah. it's like, you've been paying attention to this to whole time. Out, and then he, she died. It was great. Yeah. It was so funny. And she was like, you, that was great. <laughs> he was like, you've been you've been paying attention to me this whole time, watching me this whole time, walking around this museum. And you haven't even been paying attention to the shit that you're putting in your body. And I was like, damn. And shout yeah. out to that being at the High Museum. I was like, yeah. so y'all just gonna um, act like Atlanta is London now? Okay, cool. Yeah, I thought that was petty. I don't understand why they didn't just put that shit in Atlanta. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Atlanta ain't fancy enough, apparently. Like, they spent, you like, like I don't understand. It makes no sense. Because, like, you spent money to Photoshop that shit into London when you could have just kept it in Atlanta. You yeah. didn't have to spend money on that. You spent money in man hours trying to, you know, sketch that shit into London when but maybe maybe the reason why they chose London was because of that's and this might be a reach, but well maybe not for Marvel, but um if you if you remember the convers the conversation that he had towards the end of the movie with uh the semi traitor ass nigga um that was T'Challa's supposed to be T'Challa's trusted friend and he was like um they were talking about the weapons and he were like okay you know where are these shipments going and he said London New York and somewhere else I don't know if it was Chicago or somewhere a third place and uh with the high they put that in London I think the reason for that is those are the three places where uh the the Doctor Strange those three, if you watch the Doctor Strange movie, the three places ar- around the world, I think China is what he said. Yeah. Three places. The other places, where, China. Yeah. Um, where, like, the, the stability of the other dimensions or whatever are placed in those three places. So maybe that's why they chose London. Still pretty petty because you could have just kept it. Like, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Think of what? Yeah, I mean, I read that. I didn't. I didn't come up with that. I, I read that. <laughs> even better. <laughs> right. I was like, I'm not. None of the things I'm saying is just out of my own head. I read it uh, somewhere. I did a lot of reading and watching interviews. I just. <laughs> um, That's how you research information. By researching. Yes, research. Um. I think, I mean, I guess next week, George, me and you are going to have to have a, a great debate about uh, the where Killmonger ranks as a villain in Marvel, starting starting in Marvel first, and then further as one of the greatest villains of all time. Because I saw that saw that as a as a blog post somewhere, and I was like, no, <laughs> no, not happening. Um, but. But we'll 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 talk about that next week. Maybe I have a couple of arguments against that, but we can talk about that next week. Uh, um, is there anything else that y'all want to preview as a conversation that we missed here that we're gonna just gonna just hit on Friday? I think another thing that we should talk about is the family dynamic because oh. black people need to see positive family dynamics just in the media. And I, I yes. really like the way 
they all kind of reacted to each other. Like even did that you could still feel the the what am I looking for? The inspiration he put upon his kids and the way he loved his wife. It was just it was great. Yeah. His wife was Angela Bassett. Who wouldn't love Angela Bassett? You're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean she yeah. And again, fab she looked fabulous. The other thing too, um along with the family, like the traditional aspect of it. There's so many different traditions that they tried to follow and well not tried, but they had. Um back to that damn handshake. It's just phenomenal. I mean, that's just ugh. I mean that the handshake is one thing and then just, you know, the idea of like the Black Panther being like the process of being buried and like what death actually means. Um and having to bury um your loved ones uh and things like that. Just there's a lot of traditional things like the 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 challenge that um you have to have uh before you become king, you get you just don't like up and become king even just because you're royalty. Like you have a you know, if you're of royal blood from another tribe, you have an opportunity to challenge for that. Um mm-hmm. that was really dope in the movie. Uh that actually set up the stage for the last fight scene in the movie, which was pretty which was super dope. Um shout out to Lexus for stealing Audie's trap, by the way, in that movie. Um Audi has historically been the premier car that they drive and use um, for their car scenes in movie from Marvel. And they used a bunch of Lexuses and Toyota um, in in this movie. So shout out, shout out to them for, for taking Audi's trap. Cause I never saw that coming. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, we'll just have to, we're going to have to part two this thing, man. So much to get into. So much to get into. Yeah, and I also I'm gonna look up um like the fashion the uh what is it? The, the the costumes inspiration because it was just like so detailed like the woman that has red hair is modeled after a tribe that literally covers their entire body in red clay so okay. I, I definitely oh 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 we just lost chat <laughs> chat chat's gone. I definitely want to like look up that video and talk about that because that shit is just just dope. Super dope. Super dope. Um, well, there is nothing else that happened that is wor- well. We're gonna continue this black. I'm not gonna say that because that would be insensitive to some other stuff. But we're uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna continue this conversation. Uh, next week we just lost chat, so I think it might be a good time to close it out. Unless y'all have anything else, y'all go have a good week, man. Make sure you go see Black Panther. We are not sponsored by them, unfortunately, but it was oh, still man. dope ass movie. <laughs> yeah. We still need to touch on the uh, the black and African American dynamic of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the album, very... we got to talk about the album to some degree too, which was great, especially after seeing the movie. Which debuted at number one. Yes, it did. Of course. Of course. Shit was lit, man. It's uh, a whole, it's a whole vibe. All right, Jade, take us out. All right, guys, thanks for joining us. Be sure to look out for us next week. Make sure you like, follow subscribe comment tweet stalk 
all of that good stuff us out in the streets. Um, make sure you go see that movie and just have a great week. Bye. Wakanda forever. Damn it. <laughs>